You are listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of the HIMSS Annual Conference and Exhibition. Welcome to HIMSS 15 Direct from Chicago. Our coverage is brought to you by CTG Health Solutions, your trusted advisor for healthcare IT advisory and consulting services. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Rayanne Thorne. Welcome to a special episode of Intrepid Healthcare, live from the HIMSS 15 exhibition floor in Chicago. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm excited to be bringing you Talk HIT with CTG, with my friend and co-host, Rayanne Thorne, from our remote studio right here in the CTG Health Solutions booth. Rayanne, let's give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, CTG Health Solutions. Why CTG? Well, because experience matters, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. For the rest of this afternoon, we're going to be talking to folks that have experienced healthcare in a completely different way than the average person that's walking on this floor. Or maybe not. Maybe, uh, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> maybe we're just trying to get a different word out. We're so excited to be joined today by Regina Holiday, founding artist of the Walking Gallery. Regina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Regina also worked with His Talk to select five His Talk Patient Advocate Scholarship winners that we'll be interviewing later today. So, Regina, thanks for putting that together. We couldn't be more excited. It was a pleasure. Uh, before we begin our discussion, tell the audience about your background and how you came to create the Walking Gallery. Oh, sure. So five years ago, I lived in Washington, D.C., and I was the clerk at a toy store, and I was a preschool art teacher, and I occasionally did neighborhood murals. And then my husband got cancer. He was diagnosed with cancer in March of 2009. We were hospitalized for 11 weeks in five facilities, and we could not get access to the electronic medical record, which meant we couldn't make good decisions in a timely fashion. My husband died on the 12th week, and then I began to paint. I began to paint a really large mural in Washington, D.C. that became part of the health care reform debates and the high-tech legislation debates. And I testified before subcommittees of Congress, went to every federal meeting wow. I could to. And then it got winter, and I couldn't paint outside anymore. And a wonderful friend named Jen McCabe on Twitter suggested I paint on the back of jackets because she was going to an American Medical Association meeting, and no patients were invited. And she said, if you paint a jacket picture of your story and that of your husband, it will get into that room. And so I did that. And then a couple other people saw it and wanted jacket paintings. And again, I painted my story on their backs. And then in 2011, Kaiser Permanente opened the Center for Total Health, which is an educational experience with smart walls. And my friend, Dr. Tedetan, with Kaiser, and I walked into the room. I said, this space is gorgeous. We should have a gallery show here. And he said, Regina, these are smart walls. You can't put paintings on smart walls. I said, no, 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 no. The paintings aren't going to be on the walls. They're going to be on the people's backs. We're going to tell our patients stories, and we're all going to be the docent of our own lives. And he's like, that's brilliant. So he went to Kaiser Permanente and said, can we make this happen? And it took a month for National Kaiser Permanente to approve the idea. And so we had one month to paint 56 jackets. So I and some other artists did that. And the first walking gallery gathered in 2011 on June 2nd in Washington, D.C. You've been busy. Yes. (laughs) Now 380 jackets are in the gallery. Um, I've painted 330 of them. And we are growing and growing and growing. But every jacket is unique to the walker, and it tells their story. That's wonderful. And Joe and I are going to be emailing over the next week. Definitely need to get our own jackets. We want to be a part of the walking gallery. Excellent. 
Thank you for contributing a talent in, a, in an unusual, unique way. Yes, and a lot of people don't realize this is really, truly open to everyone. For instance, Farzad, when he was the National Coordinator of Health Information Technology, he thought he couldn't join the movement. And I'm like, I designed the movement specifically <laughs> so you could join it. We do not charge for the painting. You give us your jacket. We tell your story. This is a sacred agreement between the two of us. There's no money exchanged. Wow. This is open to all. Anyone is welcome to be part of it. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. The entire concept of this is everyone has a story and everyone should tell it. And so doing this, it's I have the concierge in my old apartment building. She's in the walk-in gallery. And Todd Park is in the walk-in gallery. And that's the kind of range that you'll see within the walking gallery. Have you already been painting? Because as I look at your hands while you're talking, I see some paint on your yes. hands. Yes, you'll get to hear from Carly very shortly. She's one of the His Talking Gallery scholars, and I just finished her jacket, My Medicine, which Great. is her journey. Tell well, us about the His Talking Scholarship. How did you come up with it? Isn't that the best? It is the best. Okay, so... so I'm sort of getting famous for being homeless at Hymns because Hymns invites me to come here, but then they don't pay for it. So, so I beg for things. And so, so I was doing an interview with Tim. I was venting about this whole thing about how hard and how expensive it is for me to try to come to Hymns because I'm not only having to find lodging and travel and a place to stay, but also I have to pay for a babysitter and it gets expensive. Absolutely. So, so, and I said, and there's patients who would like to come here, but there's no money. And so he just did an offhand comment. Wouldn't it be nice if we created a scholarship? And so this past winter, I went back to him and I was like, okay, you said it in that interview. Let's actually do it. And so Lori and the whole team thought, let's make this happen. So they agreed to $1,000 per person to cover travel and lodging. That was the hope. Now, things are expensive, right? They so are. CTG, they stepped in, too, and helped with the hotels. I mean, it, it was beautiful watching all these companies come together, making it possible for five patients to come to Hims. And, and these folks have been going, even though they have active disease states, they've been going booth to booth and talking to vendors about the true patient experience. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. There is just so much information that you can generate Mm -hmm. from this, I want to say, little effort. It's well, not it's, a little effort. It is a huge effort. It's a little but it's effort a little, that represents... It's, it's when it's it can huge. scale well. Yes, right. Absolutely. Right. Right. There, there should be 100 scholarships, actually. I would love that if that happened. If I mean, I'm watching people come to the His Talking booth, and they keep saying, I'm your favorite. I, I love you. You're my... I'm your best fan. I think you're the best. I mean, like, vendor company after vendor company after vendor company all day long. Tell I, them to write a check when they tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so it's one of those Let things... Let your that, money do the talking. So, so I, I'm very hopeful that going into the next year, we're going to see even more change, uh, even more acceptance. And that's one of the reasons why now me and a whole bunch of people are going to CMS. We're doing public that we're doing a national independence day for health data because we think it's really important for patients to get to records and there's institutions and organizations in this country that do not think that is the case that patients are not interested and don't want that information and we're going to prove them wrong yes Yes. you are going to prove them wrong and it's as a patient i'm a patient i'm not a provider of care i am a patient myself i want access to my information and i I need it i'm somebody who's had multiple surgeries i've have severe asthma as a child that's cleared up over the years. But if I were all of a sudden out of the medicine that has kept me healthy for the last 10 years, I would be in big trouble. Yes, you would. And how would, 
how would my current physician know that? Because he's never treated me for right. severe asthma. So, like, now you're in Chicago. Where do you live? Southern California. Okay. So you go to the hospital right now. How do they get to your medical record? They don't. Because it's not interoperable yet, and it's not following the patient, and you don't have a card that gets you right on board. That's right. And that needs to change. That has to change. We have to have national data access. We have to have it at any point. Because you know what? Americans, we move around. We love our nation, and we go all over it. That's exactly right. universal health care, to the extent that everyone has to be able to access their record anywhere. Anywhere, anytime. the entire record at any time. It's a big jump. And I will say... E-Patient Dave was oh, here yes. yesterday. He he was very careful to say, look, you can't yell at your doctor. Your doctor is trying to do the best they can do. We've all got to get behind this message and, and yell loud. It's all the things that happen in between. There's not just one switch we can turn. We've got to make the systems interoperable. We've got to make the data clean and consistent. We've got to make people motivated to make sure if it's wrong that it can get fixed quickly. Right, but we need to roll it out fast because you want to fail fast. You know, you get the data out, get it out dirty, and let's clean it up. But there's a whole bunch of people like, oh, we got to make it pretty and perfect before we're going to actually give it to people. And that's what led us to now, where we're so far every other industry when it comes to utilization of technology. And, and we can follow Steve Jobs in that path. You know, he, he was all about failing fast. Get it out there, fail fast, start over again. Learn what you can from where your fa- failure lied mm-hmm. and then move forward. Right. Well, and I think one of the arguments is, well, and it's... You hear this from lawyers. I've been involved in HIEs. Well, you know, what if the sister, my sister sees my daughter's records? And Uh, you know what? If your daughter passed away, you wouldn't care. No, you you wouldn't care. (laughs) Well, this is the thing, too, is a lot of people forget that you have the right to reveal. So I used to be a Kaiser Permanente client, and I signed a massive HIPAA statement that stated, talk about me on the national stage if you work for Kaiser Permanente. That's that was right. like everybody works for Chrysler Permanente because I have that right. But a lot of people don't even realize you have the right to share. You have the right to make all this stuff public. Let's respect that too. Do you think that technology is aiding this or is it somehow slowing it down? Technology accurately applied is actually aiding it. But the problem that we're running into is there's a whole bunch of people who are pushing back on these changes. You know, their leadership positions oftentimes themselves very uncomfortable with technology. So they're frightened of applying it. And we have this young base that's coming up that they don't want a phone call. They want a text. There's a massive disconnect between they the reality of the everyday. We're, we're born with this in their hand, right? Yes. And, and this is how I, we've talked to a couple of guests about this. The way we communicate personally has changed drastically in the last five years. Why would it not impact how we communicate through our business and through our healthcare. Right. I went to a hospital just a couple of weeks ago to help a friend who was in an emergency situation, and the entire emergency room had signs up that says, Do not take out your cell phone. <laughs> it is not allowed in our emergency room. And I went up to a nurse. I said, This is unacceptable. Yeah. Welcome it, to 2015. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so so it's still happening nationwide. When when somebody has told me that, or I've seen a sign, I said, as soon as I see a doctor not holding a mobile device in his hand and not texting or talking on it, then I'll put mine away. Well, she said the reason we have those signs up because the doctor's time is precious, and when he comes in that room, he doesn't want to see a cell phone. But the patient's time, time isn't is precious, precious too. Yeah. Oh, you're you're stepping right on my Ooh. biggest nerve. 
the healthcare system today is designed around the doctor. Yes. Not around the patient. Not around the patient. I'm like, you, my friend was in that hospital room for two hours and 15 minutes. That was beside her. And in that two hours and 15 minutes, we had a doctor in there for three of them. Uh, three minutes. And if I had obeyed those signs, we wouldn't have been able to access our friends or have any support during that entire time. You had been looking at the wall and reading a magazine that was no magazine. six months outdated. There's no magazine. No magazine. Just the wall. <laughs> the wall. Yeah. Ugh. And and some cheery eagle soaring and a message, you know, a message under that eagle about keep flying. Yeah. So, so. you talked about interoperability. What what other priorities should should these companies, all these people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to be here, I mean, focusing need, on this? We need year? to share in data. I mean, it's it's like the, you know the learning health systems that are working together right now, like the Canner Foundation is working on. I mean, okay, say you don't want to share with absolutely everywhere, but share with a hundred of your best friends and include patients in that. <laughs> you know, you've got to get large data networks available and have us be part of that conversation. This is how Visa Card took over. This is chaotic development. It works. It's amazing and it changes the society. Are you ever tired of painting? No. I'm getting better and better at painting and faster, which is really good because I have a lot of paintings to do. <laughs> Are there any good examples that we, someone here could go and you'd point them to and say, make sure you check out this while you're here? Could you reframe that in what, it, in what way? Uh, somebody that's headed in the right direction, a vendor. Oh, a uh, vendor company that's doing amazing stuff? Interoperability showcase, somewhere that's... Okay, well, the state of Indiana, of okay. course, they're doing great stuff. Uh, you know, no more clipboard? They've done a lot of stuff that's pretty interesting. My Lifetime Health Diary that was originally out of New Zealand and then went to Arizona. I love them. Have you ever seen them? No. Okay. They're the only EHR platform I've ever seen that has a lifetime timeline that is when you first open it, you see the life of the patient. You see all major clinical events and life events. So, like, say, for instance, this man's wife died in 2007 and an antipressive med starts one month later. All that's there, right? So you see the life of a person, not just their medical state. But on top of that, they have a wonderful, simple anatomic drawing of the human body with highlighted spots at every point of concern. Wow. And that's on the face page. That's that's wonderful. Isn't I, it? I mean, this is how we teach children. Right. Why aren't we? Right. Why aren't we doing this? But you see, the problem was a whole bunch of EMR companies and HR companies, they came from trying to convert a paper chart, and they made online paper charts. Right. That's what they did. And they don't realize we are in a totally different world of technology. You can make that screen do you whatever make it you want it to do. Anything that you want it. Right. And it can that's, be visual. And that's part of the mission of the Walking Gallery is to right. create this visual focus right. that has impact on how and how we start thinking about patients and right. their lives and the lives of those around them. Yes. Indeed. Right. Is it, this the biggest conference you attend? No. I went to the Ophthalmology International Conference. That had over 100,000 attendees. Holy moly. Um, Where did they do that? They did that here. Okay. So, uh, so, but this is only 40,000. Now, you know, I did Toy Fair for years. Toy Fair in the Javits Center, that's a gigantic conference. And then when it comes to speaking, the largest speaking engagement I ever had was Sharp Healthcare. Sharp, the Sharp Experience, it's amazing. What they do at Sharp is they do three sessions of 5,000 attendees, and that is every single employee of the entire institutional chain. Everyone. The janitors, the cafeteria workers, oh, that's the nurses, wonderful. the doctors, and they bust them in. 
They have shifts of buses that come in so every single person who works the institution can be part of this experience. They can leave a shift at the hospital and yeah, come in. Yeah, that's it takes two days to finish it. That's wonderful. That and that's in Southern California, correct? Yeah. So Sharp San Diego. Uh-huh. Perfect. Perfect. I, was, I was just like, everyone should do this. Do they do that every year? Yeah. They call it the Sharp Experience. That's, and it's, that's it's wonderful. Amazing. I'm going to crash that party. I live in Southern Cal. You should so totally <laughs> go. I mean, it's a spectacular event, and it gets everybody on the same page because that's missing in so many institutions. Maybe you bring your CMIO and your CEO to an event, but then you leave all your frontline staff. That's right. The, and they have no idea what the The ones is. who could have the, the, the best uh, experience right. at an event like that and ha- actually have it impact patient care. Right. And then, of course, you invite the patients, too. There you go. Yeah. Regina, are you running for president? Uh, Congress. We we need you in office. We Um, we need you in office. We we really do. Thank you so much for turning a personal tragedy into a life mission that has had such beautiful impact on on everybody on on patient care. On ultimately, it will have an impact on patient engagement the true definition of meaningful use. I mean, there's there's all these different things that we can look up when we do a Google search on meaningful use, but th- this is a meaningful use right. of art, of a message, of a story, right? So You've inspired us. I, I am so Thank inspired. Yeah, I, I can't, you're going to love joining the Walking Gallery. I can't wait to wear my jacket. I'm going to wear it to every event I go to. So Excellent. It will become my profile picture. It will. Me yeah. too. <laughs> me too. Well, during our annual gathering, we're going to have an annual gathering in Grantsville, Maryland, this summer on June 4th through 6th. We call it Burning Man Meets Healthcare. <laughs> uh, there will be fire dancers and doctors wow. and nurses. It's going to be epic. Sort of a small Woodstock kind of feel. I love that. Small, small Woodstock. So you've already walked around this uh, giant, this mm-hmm. one part of the Expo Hall. You've probably been in the North Expo yeah. Hall, um, probably attended some sessions. Have you no, led a session here? So, so, you, okay. so I'm, I'm in the exhibition hall. So are you just walking and well, talking? And, and being in the His Talking booth. Okay. And what else do you hope to achieve while you're here? Is there is there a, a personal quest you have while you're here? Oh, um, you know, Farzad and Peter and Dave and I and a whole bunch of people who are super aggravated at CMS. We're beginning the path of public comment period. We've got to change that org petition up. We are going to have a demand for data access on July 4th, and we decided on all of that here at HIMSS. So y- you mentioned earlier about daycare. Yes. You have a family. I have two young children, yes. And where where are they? In Grantsville, Maryland. In Grantsville. My babysitter. All right. So, so it's a, she's a lovely woman. Her name is Susan Thatcher. She has a master's degree in psychology, so she's like the best babysitter. <laughs> oh, that is the best babysitter. Well, I hope they understand the legacy that their mother and father have created. Well, they're part created. of the walking gallery, so they're great. part of that legacy. Awesome. So it's a great legacy, and we are so lucky, blessed, fortunate to have you sitting at our table, um, sharing your story, talking a little bit more about what we can do, what the public can do. To that end, what can the public do? What can our listening audience do to benefit you, to help out the walking gallery? How can we get the message out there to more people? Okay, so there's two things to that. Everybody needs to ask for their medical records electronically from whatever providers they have. That would be wonderful if everyone did that nationwide and prove that we as patients are activated and interested in our care. And empowered. Yes, indeed. And as far as joining the walking gallery, anybody's welcome. You can reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm Regina Holiday. Absolutely everywhere. You can say that you want to join the walking gallery. Two L's in Holiday. Yes, two L's, two L's in, in Holiday. Holiday. 
the Wikipedia entry got it right. And, um, <laughs> and I would love to mentor you through that process. Regina, thank you so much. We uh, Really, we cannot thank you enough for for taking some time out of your very busy schedule and your mission. Um, we are advocates of Regina Holiday. So I'm advocates of you. Whatever we can do for you. Please follow Regina at Regina Holiday, two L's in Holiday on Twitter. And you can find her every place else. Just do a Google search. You'll find anything you need to know about Regina. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, that wraps this live broadcast from Hymns 15. Again, we want a quick shout of thanks to our sponsor, CTG Health Solutions. Oh, because experience matters. CTG Health Solutions has over 25 years of providing HIT consulting services and solutions, as well as improving healthcare outcomes. On behalf of our guest, Regina Holiday, and my co host, Rayanne Thorne, I'm Joe Lavelle, and Intrepid Healthcare's live coverage from Chicago. We'll be right back. <laughs>